Central Ohio is a hub of businesses, nonprofit, and social enterprise organizations, large and small, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB is excited to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we will learn from these local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello listeners, and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Jordan, the Content and Communications Coordinator with your BBB. Today I am here with Hillary Bates, the Strategic Partnership Director for the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, where she is responsible for the zoo's corporate sponsorship strategy, including business development, relationship cultivation and stewardship, and partner activation. How are you doing today, Hillary? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming in. Uh, before we dive into our main topic, which will be about building partnerships, can you give us some background info on the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium? Sure, yeah, I think most people hopefully in Columbus know the zoo and have been there. I think um, for younger audiences, what they might not realize is that um, 40 years ago or so, the zoo existed, but um, not anything like it exists today. Today in the zoo community, the Columbus Zoo is thought of as one of the best zoos in the country. Um, even though here we are, you know, in the middle of, of central Ohio, it's really um, a very well-renowned zoo that contributes a lot to conservation projects around the world and is one of the best attended zoos in the country. Um, but 40 years ago, uh, Jack Hanna actually tells the story in his book that when he came to interview for the job at the zoo and he got in the taxi and said, could they take him to the zoo? The taxi driver helpfully informed him that there was no zoo in Columbus. Um, so I think that that uh, gives, gives people some sense of the, the growth and dynamicism that has happened um, the zoo over the last 40 years. This year is the 40th anniversary of when okay. Jack Hanna started at the zoo. Oh cool, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you elaborate more on your job with the zoo? Sure. So my job as Director of Strategic Partnerships is to manage the uh, business relationships. Really, um, the most of the majority of our uh, partnerships are really a sponsorship model. Um, so some of the we have ten partners in what we call our Experience Partnership Project, and those are. Um, awesome companies all located um, in or near central Ohio who have an interest in reaching the audiences that come to the zoo with their messages. Um, and so my job is to work internally with the zoo to make sure that we find ways for those companies to engage our guests in a meaningful way that enhances their experience and makes the zoo a better place to be and also helps to share some of that good feeling that people get when they come to the zoo with the companies that invest and support our work. All right. Today's topic is going to be geared toward nonprofit and charitable organizations in our community, uh, but I do believe that any type of organization or business of any size can benefit from this conversation. Uh, we are going to talk partnerships. Why is creating partnerships with other businesses, organizations important, especially for a nonprofit? Um, well, I think the obvious answer is that it's a potential source of funding for nonprofits that do great work. And that's obviously the reason why a lot of people get involved with it. But I think there's other reasons, too, to think about um, a, a company's relationship with another company is a lot like a person's relationship with another person. And um, you can really find people that complement your strengths and do different, are, are good at different things than you're good at, but have the same audiences and have opportunities to create better experiences for customers and for your stakeholders and your donors. 
Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of benefits to partnerships. Um, and, you know, you find a lot of nonprofits, they may not have a, uh, smaller nonprofits may not have a program that they call partnerships, but if you ask them, what are you doing with other companies, they're going to say, oh yeah, well we have a community partner down the street that sends in volunteers um, once a month to help put these care packages together, or, you know, we have a, a group that every year helps fundraise for us during their, um, you know, annual week that, of service or something mm -hmm. like that. And so all of those kind of relationships, when you step back and think about, um, can have the opportunity to step them up or make them um, more strategic. You know, most organizations have um, corporate stakeholders. Do you think a lot of for-profit businesses in Ohio are actively looking for charities? Like, are, are people regularly reaching out to you and how they can get involved? I think that we are very lucky to live in the central Ohio community because the business community here is um, extraordinarily involved in cause work and in supporting nonprofits. Um, I've worked in other cities and done this kind of work other places and so I think that that's you know not just a conceit that we like to have sometimes when we say the Columbus way there's um, a lot of businesses here who are so deeply engaged in the community and wanting uh, that life in the city to be great and to think about mm -hmm. making sure that all of our community assets are accessible to underserved communities and those are the kinds of things you know partnerships that uh, things that allow us to give that kind of access at the zoo um, so I think that nonprofits here have a really great opportunity to get support from the community that said there's a lot of nonprofits here too who think about this intelligently and do it well so I think when you're when you're putting together an ask you have to be um, clear about what uh, an organization is going to commit and what they're going to get out of it and how you're going to make it come alive internally in your organization but there's a tremendous opportunity in this community for um, support where it makes sense that leads into my next question. If an organization wants to start establishing partnerships with businesses, what are some beginning steps they can take? Uh, I can imagine that narrowing down your target audience and what sort of outcome you want from certain partnerships would probably be key in that. Yeah, I think those things are absolutely important. I always say, and I've worked with some smaller nonprofits um, that are looking into doing partnerships and um, the most obvious thing to do is look at leveraging the relationships that you already have. Um, a lot of especially smaller organizations will look at the idea of developing a partnership program and feel intimidated. But then if you start asking them, like I mentioned earlier, how oh, do you have companies who care about your work? Or do you know someone? I was actually talking to a friend who works at a school here in Columbus recently. And I asked her like, yeah, well, do you have any parents who work at organizations who regularly give gifts to your fundraisers or you know anything like that and then she was like oh yeah it just started pouring out like oh yes we have this person who works here you know we have this person who's always asking to volunteer and they work here they get free volunteer days so I think a really great place to start is to think about how to grow and listen and um, build on the relationships that already exist with the work that you do and people who are already engaged with it um, of course it makes sense to think about who is your audience and what does your organization bring that's special and unique um, and then think about natural relationships that could spring out of that. But the other natural thing is to think, who already cares about us? Who's already helping us? Yeah, of course. Uh, so that's a little bit on strategy uh, when trying to build a partnership. And you mentioned that a lot of your partners are sponsorship models. Uh, 
are there other type of models or partnerships? Absolutely, yes. Um, so before I started at the zoo, I was actually in a partnership role at a for-profit company. Um, and there's a lot of different styles of relationships that even um, us smaller for-profits or larger for-profits have with other companies. Just thinking about, again, going back to the fundamental question of what do I have to offer that could improve your business and what do you have to offer that could improve my business? That can mean co-marketing pro product together. Mm -hmm. That can mean, um, you know, creating product together in some instances. Um, the zoo had a great relationship before I started with Homage. Made some really fun zoo shirts. You know, that's an example of that kind of relationship that can benefit an organization. Um, so yeah, I think the opportunities are really endless in a lot of ways. Um, if you just think about how can we make something better for our audiences or our customers or our stakeholders by each bringing something to the table that the other company doesn't have. Would it be helpful then to sit down and think of like a list of resources or benefits that you're willing to commit to a partnership? Yeah, so this is really important internal work that any organization needs to do that thinks they want to partner with someone. Um, particularly if they are interested in a sponsorship model is to think about where do we talk to our audiences and what is our comfort level with how we would express a relationship with another company. Um, those are things that you should have thought through your perspective on before you're in conversations with a partner. Um, for an organization like the zoo, uh, our model of sponsorship is going to be different than, say, a sports team. Mm -hmm. um, because our comfort level, say, with like how would a sign look on grounds in a highly themed exhibit um, is a little bit more of a complicated question than uh, it is maybe to put a sign up in a sports arena. That's something we're all comfortable and used to seeing a logo in that environment. But in something that's about having a park immersive experience where you feel like you're in the heart of Africa, say, um, we had to give a lot of thought before we worked with partners to think, well, what would a logo look like in that environment? What, and how would we be comfortable in a way that we felt kept the integrity of the experience? Um, that's one example of the kind of thing you have to think in advance, but even a small organization would have to think about, you know, how would we, how and where do we find it appropriate as part of our mission to talk about corporate support. Is it important to have some sort of agreement or written contract and are there any legal risks? Um, so I'm not a lawyer, I'll say that first, but yes, there are um, certainly like legal uh, entanglements that come with a number of kinds of partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, particularly for nonprofits who have a sponsorship model, they should be aware of UBIT, which is a tax code that comes around um, how, you're, how you tax various types of sponsorship um, income. And there are differences based on what you're promising in return. So um, relationships like that should always be covered by agreements and you should have some understanding of the tax implications of the types of, of uh, contracts that you're writing. Um, certainly when you co-market together, there can be some shared legal risk if you are, you know, when two brands uh, have a product together, then that sort of thing should be clear. So um, in, in those instances where there is significant support or co-marketing, I think, yes, it's always best to have agreements. If you're a smaller organization, there's lots of great legal resources around Columbus who help with those sorts of things, and uh, 
it's it's good to reach out to them to get some background. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know about tax implications or anything, so that's good information. <laughs> um, and I know that the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, you are a large nonprofit. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for a smaller charity or social enterprise that doesn't have as many resources and has a smaller staff? Yeah, I mean, um, I certainly have talked to a lot of people, even at zoos that are much smaller than us, where the person who is working on sponsorships is also working on 10 other things and it's mm -hmm. not their full-time <laughs> job. And, um, you know, that makes sense. I think one thing to understand is that if you enter into a partnership relationship, which can be very um, useful for an organization, both to get financial support, also to get more exposure for the work that they do. Those relationships can be very valuable, but it's not something for nothing, right? No, what is in life? <laughs> um, it's really important to know that it's going to take some time and investment um, for your organization to really reap the benefits of a partnership. So you have to be careful and upfront going in to understand that you are going to be taking a chunk of time out of someone's job. Um, I think that I've definitely seen the case at some very small zoos that we talked to where, you know, they sort of signed on for something and then realized partway through, oh no, the, a lot of the work of partnerships is not getting into them, it's fulfilling them on an ongoing basis and who's gonna do this? So um, I think that's also always worth it for nonprofits to think about is um, what size of investment really makes sense for them mm -hmm. to, because it, it will need support. It'll need ongoing support and attention as, as relationships between people do, relationships between companies do too. Yeah, that's a great point that it do, the work doesn't end once you establish the partnership. It's ongoing and it evolves and right. you have to be aware of that going into it. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Is there one takeaway that a nonprofit can easily do today if they want to start thinking about building partnerships? Yeah, I mean, I think I said it before, but I always recommend for small organizations that don't have established partnership programs, the first place to start is the relationships that you already have. Mm -hmm. And take a step back and think, why is this company engaged with us? What do we have to offer them that they're seeking? And then think about, are there broader opportunities based on that that we could be putting together into a more formal package? Um, the zoo made a really significant change to the way they handled partnerships about seven years ago. And I wasn't there then, but I know that this is exactly how they started um, the program that they have now, which is the most successful financially um, partnership program of any zoo in the country. That they really started by saying, what are the relationships and engagements that we already have and how can we do more to benefit these companies? Um, and even though it's a very different scale, I think those same questions work for anybody. Definitely. Uh, that's all valuable information, Hillary. And thank you so much again for joining us today on BBB SparkCast. Listeners, you can find out more by visiting ColumbusZoo.org and following them on social media. Be sure to subscribe to BBB SparkCast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd like to hear about, feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. And we look forward to you joining us next time.